London. A comedy podcast sharing formative memories served with a side of nonsense and whimsy. Mm-hmm, that's will we right. have guests? Yes. Mm-hmm, will yes, we, will. we have fun? That's the goal. <laughs> will we share some vulnerable moments? Yeah. Are we going to do some deep cuts and get right down to the nitty gritty? Yes. I think we are. And are we going to talk pop culture? If I, we don't, we'd be lying to you. Yeah, we're going to talk pop culture. Like, um, have you heard Into the Unknown from Frozen 2 yet? No, but I need to. Cause yeah. I'm we'll get back unknown. to that, but it's the new <laughs> Let It Go, and she's like hitting all these insane notes. So Who's singing in it? Adina Menzel. Oh, she's back. <laughs> Adele Dazeem. <laughs> <laughs> the wickedly talented Adele Dazeem. Adele Dazeem. Yeah, so this is Vulnerability. Yeah. podcast with myself and Maggie. We're just going to talk about some some vulnerable stuff and then we're going to have uh three pillar segments. Uh they're called the sprout, the seedling and the sage stages. And basically your sprout is just like from childhood to the end of high school, whatever formative moment you had in that time. Seedling is like college age from 18 to uh like 25 25-ish and then uh sage is 25 onward when you're an adult and you're a little bit wiser than you were before what are some of the most like vulnerable moments that exactly you've gone and so like life? just some moments that helped you grow into the person you are today which um and like things that you might not our... share with your friends for like a few years but let's or just do it right now until podcast. you're on our podcast <laughs> you'll just tell us those things and then we're gonna forge our friendship and be best friends yes Substitutes, we will be. Um, and me and Brendan, since these are the introductory episodes, we just have a couple that we'll share of ourselves. And then um, once we start getting guests on, we will hear all of theirs as well. Yeah, but today it's just us, babe. It's just us, babe. So you buckle in those seatbelts and you get ready to listen. You ready to hear some vulnerable shit? This might sound like it's coming out of left field and it's kind of socially unacceptable but we don't care we're just going to tell you some really personal stuff and these vulnerable moments don't have to be serious they can be funny these are just formative moments that helped you be the person you are today and um, depending on the person those can be anything from um, you know big valuable life lessons to an embarrassing moment that getting your pants pulled down in choir class that happened to me And that changed him to the person he is today. That didn't make it to my top three pillar segments. So Unfortunately. Literally my underwear was pulled down too. Holy shit. It was nuts. (laughs) And it was my friend. Well, this is a fun memory, but but it, we're still friends, actually. He just came over the other night and had drinks. Yeah, yeah. well, I hope you didn't pull your pants down, unless no, that's, that's what a, you wanted. I made it incredibly clear that I was unhappy with him. We didn't talk for a few weeks. <laughs> and in seventh grade, that is very This intense. is in, I was in the 11th grade. Oh, 11th grade? <laughs> yeah. That yeah. sense you shared that moment, just so you know, in actual seventh grade for me, um, I did a cartwheel. And that was, I think, day two of me wearing a bra, like a real bra with underwire in it and everything. And I did a cartwheel in my drama class and my shirt went like literally off my body practically. And everyone saw my flower bra. I'll never forget the bra I was wearing when I flashed the entire class. That sounds rough. Seventh grade's already hard enough. Seventh grade is tough. Tough. I, you couldn't pay me. 
any amount of money to go back to seventh grade. No, the uncertainty you was have that in the worst school? year of your life, like school wise. Um, no, I would say fifth grade was the worst for me, but that was because I had the unlikely circumstance that me and my brother both thought it would be fun to go to Catholic school for one year. Okay. Why two children would ask their mother did to do Did you have like cousins or something? Yes, that? You're we like, did. that looks cool. Because yeah. I definitely did the same thing. I was like, I, why are Kevin and yeah. Courtney going this one? I want to go exactly. there. Exactly. So my cousins, uh, Jillian and Joseph and all them, went to Catholic school. And me and Sean were like, we want to go to Catholic school. It looks fun. And then so after going to public school from start to fourth grade, for me, I was like convincing my mom and my brother was in seventh grade so it would have been his worst year for sure but um we asked her and she enrolled us into catholic school and it was the worst year for both of us. and then you both went back to public school the next year immediately yeah yeah one especially year. like going from sixth grade to seventh grade and being like i'm gonna take myself out of everything that i know right, and right, go into right. a brand new like pool of students and were you embraced like my not at I, all so i was not at all ugh, that no sucks. until like the last quarter of school you were the like first... too too little too late i'm going back to public school. yeah i was like bye bitches i'm out yeah i always <clears throat> I just was in the Livonia public school system my entire life so I never left but like we would get new students and like a lot of times like people would just like <gasps> like ravage them and like be like you're mine and I'm claiming you and yeah. I was like that'd be so fucking cool to be like the new kid and everyone's like who's this but like yeah. I was just like old news because everyone knew me since kindergarten yeah well that like last but then I became an adult and I was like I imagine that would be incredibly hard yeah, <laughs> to yeah, go yeah. to another oh 100% system. yeah but yeah, it was it was not fun. But that last like three months of school there, I I was a hit. I, well, I became good. a hit that last three months, and then I peaced out. So I went out on a high note. Good, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah, no, seventh grade was the absolute worst because that was when I first went to middle school, and then it's like I'm the awkward gay kid. Literally, I was the gay kid. Like people would know who I was before they met me. Like I remember, like I was like, "Hi, I'm Brendan McCarthy," and they're like, "Oh." <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, dude. And it fucking cut me like a knife. And I remember all of those people that said that to me. Do you still know any of them today? Um, I mean, like, I or like I, know I, where I, they I hear are about in the them, world? like from my other okay. friends. Like, someone was just at one of the people's uh, engagement party recently, and I was like, oh, I remember. But like, actually, then they all became very like once we like got older, like everyone was totally fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I can remember like that in seventh grade when you're like a little kid and it's all confusing and awkward, and everyone's just like, who can we um, make the scapegoat and throw under the bus? And it was 100% Brenda McCarthy. So yeah, that was not a fun year. But I got really good grades because I had no friends yeah well you had you had time to I was on the honor roll. yeah being a child is like the hardest thing. the hardest thing to I could, navigate. but like and this is so cliche but like i could not imagine being a child today my nephews my oldest nephew he's 12 uh-huh. and just like the things that they like he was having a text conversation with a girl at his school. The girl took the conversation and then like deleted some of the messages to make it look like it was a different kind of conversation. Oh my and God. it made my nephew look like he was talking about somebody. And then she took a screenshot it and sent it to that kid. And I'm hearing about this as a grown man and I'm like horrified. I'm like, Oh my God. Like if someone did that to me today, I'd be like, 
Yeah. This is just like a whole when bunch of bullshit. When I was in seventh bullshit. grade, we were navigating the Oregon Trail on like a And naming your kid butt face and <laughs> yes. asshole and being like, yeah. butt face is sick. Oh, oh no, my whole family <laughs> just died of typhoid. But let's go hunting and kill a bunch of buffalo because they're slow. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and now kids are like technically ruining other children's lives. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, like I had like some diluted version of that with AIM. Yes, AIM was... Do you remember when in the mornings when kids would have a printed out AIM conversation? I feel like there was no better sound than the open and the closed door. Yeah, especially if it was your uh, crush. It's like, yes. oh yeah, like yes. you're on... Yeah, that bloop, like... Uh-huh. Uh, I need to find some old AIM sounds. Did you watch... You watched Pen15, right? Yes. Like that mm-hmm. entire episode was just like triggering. It was me, so... Like, that whole like, entire good series was triggering for me. It was a me good trigger for Because me. I feel like they're very close to my age. And so like when they're <clears> like into boy bands and like talking bewitched. to boys. <laughs> yes, and they like Bewitched. Uh-huh. And when they were like drinking at that party, although drinking came a lot easier for me, I was not afraid at all. You're like, I... This is nothing... For me yeah yeah no that was the exact same experience that i had i was like i uh-huh i've got a lot of shared memories with yeah yeah, these yeah. People. oh my god that's so funny i, I love can't wait for that to come back me too yeah it was very funny so what is yeah the, should we dive in let's dive in and share our sprout yeah let's go into our sprouting the, the sprout. sprout so i feel like my childhood i definitely had like a lot of moments that like shaped me into the person i am today but there was definitely like three people that helped shape me into the person i am today that i uh formed a relationship with during my sprout time okay and that is my three best friends still to this day which is shane pam and um rachel and the funny thing is i met all of these people at the same time Okay. Same year and everything. When was this? Seventh grade. Okay, yeah. So, uh uh-huh, seventh grade was the worst and the best year. It was the worst year because that's when you, like, start to actually find out, like, innocence is not the only thing in the world. And, like, people are really mean sometimes and cutthroat. And and just, like, big things happen in the world, and it's not all about, like, who you're going to play with on the playground, you know? Like, obviously that happens sooner, but, I mean, in seventh grade is, like, when I first heard of like the first person like hooking up with someone and i was just like oh my god people do that <laughs> like you know yeah. like yeah it's like it was, lost innocence uh-huh exactly people are getting hand jobs and we're talking about it and i'm not doing any of that literally stuff. <laughs> i remember the first person to ever do anything with a boy and i'll remember that person for the rest of my life and i remember being like oh my god that person's like a completely different person than me like i, I oh yeah, you're my a god. different breed yeah. yeah over at my middle school there was an incident with one boy two girls and one attic and we talked about it <laughs> Four weeks. Oh like my god! Months that's... probably. And if anyone from my class would, they would definitely know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> if they're all pathetic like me and still remember the yeah. intimate uh, po- politics of middle school. Yeah. Well, there was definitely uh, a girl and a boy who in engaged in some activity and everyone who went to Oakwood Middle School probably knows who I'm talking about as well because it was like the big first to do did you ever have a thing where you were the center of the buzz um yes but not until later on in high school and like nothing like 
buzzworthy. I think they were finally uh, like, can we throw something at her? <laughs> you know what? She's been coming to school day in and day out, and she's, she's just, just out there escaping. doing it. And I think we need to give her a a, <laughs> yeah. a time in the sun. I yeah. had a thing in eighth grade where I, me and my friend Patty, were in the middle of a huge thing because... Um, so we were 13 at the time, and we liked to do this thing where we would get in Patty's mom's car and drive it around. And <laughs> <laughs> like, take it on the fucking freeway. Like, we drove from Livonia to Novi. We went to 12. Oh, my small. God. That's an intense <laughs> It was excursion. nuts, but she was really good at driving, and it was obviously, like, a ton of fun. We could have gotten really badly hurt or pulled over or a bunch of Any other stuff. Any number of things a 13 A bunch of horrible things could have happened, but, like, uh, and we did it a few times like she was coming her parents were going out of town like for the day and she was in my mom's like supervision and so she came over and then I was like we should drive your mom's car again she's like it's already on the driveway and so then we like (laughs) said we were gonna go to a friend's house and then we drove that to like Starbucks and then we went to 12 Oaks and it was nuts but then another girl who also went on a few of the rides with us was overheard talking about it and her mom caught her so then instead of that mom who lived behind my parents' house talking to my parents, they called the school. So the school found out about it and then it was like all over the place and then I like got called Why in. Why would they call the school? People are so weird, you know? It's just all like All right, Sharon, get yeah, a life. Liz. <laughs> we you, we've known you since like for Liz, like over you're 10 years. Erased. Yeah, you suck. You're, you're canceled. Uh but yeah, that was like the m- like all the talk of the town at that time and I like got called into the office and then my I had to call my mom and my mom already knew and she was yelling at me and she was saying she she thought I did it to be popular <laughs> she was like <laughs> you know what being popular is not that important I was like what are you talking about like I just Honestly, got in I a car to go to <laughs> I just wanted the thrill of being in a car being driven by my friend and no one else like yeah. this is a fucking blast oh my god that's I don't care so about wild. being popular that's so wild the first friend I met was Pam and then in seventh grade we had our uh seventh grade science class together and I sat at a table with her and my other friend, Rachel, who will play into the story in a moment. And that girl, Brandy, I was just telling you about. She was like our um, middle ground friend, you know, that we shared. And so here we are. Moment of truth. All three of us at a table right. <laughs> in science class. And we, from what it seemed like every day when we were in class, all four of us were girlfriends you know like really good friends and I immediately like especially when I was younger right away I'm just like you're my best friend like you know Nuver Nami will still make fun of me to this day that everyone's my best friend which is probably true that's hilarious my friend Jessica also has nine million best friends but um anyway she is so uh, (laughs) so I like right away was just like Pam you're my best friend blah 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 she acted as if we were best friends and no joke I found out the next year when we were in eighth grade when we actually became best friends that she hated me the entire (sighs) year she like did not like me and so like to even though you guys were in that class even though did you sit at the same table same fucking table wow you think you know somebody you think you know someone and you don't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how much you learn in science class it's not gonna bring two people together and so yeah i like was like she's my best friend and little did i know this little seventh grade bitch was walking around too good to be my friend wow but then what happened to actually make you guys become friends well 
<laughs> I stuck around. <laughs> and then and in- she respected that. <laughs> yes, She's like, she right, respected yeah. it. I've actually made a many friends. A many I'm like, friends. I kind of blow people off, especially like people at work. And then if they like keep to it, I'm like, all right, maybe get, maybe we will be friends. Just Who so knows? you know, you'll come around to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my motto in life. You'll yeah. come around to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Pam in eighth grade, her and I really did. I don't remember what finally broke her, but she eventually just was like, okay, yeah, this girl is my best friend. And then literally from that point on, we were attached at the hip. Pam's been my best friend ever th- since then. One summer night she came over to my aunt's house and she was newly single and it was me and her and a a bunch of my cousins just hanging out and her and my cousin Jim started flirting and later that night she left and Jim asked me for her number and they are now married and they have three children oh my god (laughs) that's such a nice story Pam is Uh, my cousin now that's awesome from seventh grade science class where the little bitch pretended she wasn't my friend to now she is literally my best friend and cousin I also met my friend Rachel. Okay. She was at the same table with us, us four. But was she being She was, was being, she being truthful. Honest to your face? No, she was being truthful. Me and her really didn't hit it off. And Rachel Wait, wait, you you and her did not really hit it off? No, we really did. I thought you were like, we she was like, hey, you know what? I just want to be honest with you. <laughs> no, like, she we're just not hated really me. hitting it yeah. off. But I respect you as a classmate. No, no, no. She and I were actually good friends right from the start. And that was the year that I had a choir. We just hated everybody in this choir class with us. And we made fun of them constantly. And it was like that one person in your life who you're just like a a, a down on the low bully with. Sure. (laughs) And so in seventh grade, Rachel was my bully friend. And we did not like this girl at all. And she was obnoxious. And we realized something and this is such a seventh grade middle school like thing to make some fun of someone for so we realized something about her is that she used to like sit on her chair and we had those plastic chairs that like literally rocked back and forth if you like the legs were like that metal wire hanger and you could lean forward or lean back and it would like do that for you (sighs) i know it sounds stupid but anyway so she always rocked back and forth and she would be sitting on her foot and we thought it was so weird and Rachel hated her way more than I hated her and Rachel but you was were like, like this is all we need this is, <laughs> this is all this is all the animation <laughs> uh, can I say it this Gotta? is all the ammo that we need <laughs> this is all the end yes. were you gonna say this is all the ambush I need I'm gonna fucking <laughs> I don't know attack what her I with was this gonna say. <laughs> ammunition is what I was trying to say yeah, but there, my mouth was too. not allowing um so this was all the ammunition we needed and so we literally called her the foot humper and we were like oh my god there she is the foot got humper. her yeah we got her and so like what does that even mean why would we it say that nothing it sounds exactly. like a dumb it's thing so that some seventh graders made exactly up. well the <laughs> worst part about it is someone heard us talking about her and calling her that and like when like, I do not agree with bullying. Even then, I would not have done it. And when I say that Rachel was, like, my bully friend, like, we literally only talked about these things to each other, which sure. is still not nice, and I don't think you should do it, but it happened. But someone overheard you guys. Did this get to yes. that girl? Everyone started calling <sighs> her the foot humper. Oh, no. And I don't know still to this day if she ever knew it was us that started that. 
But if you're listening, if you're out there and you know who you are. We're sorry, Foot Humper. I'm really sorry. (laughs) So that was seventh grade that I met both of them. And it was also the year I became best friends with my friend Shane. Shane... Do you have to sneeze? I thought I did. Okay. And now it's going to come We'll see. Um, So Shane and I met for sure on the last day of seventh grade. I was walking home from school with my friend Carly. We had like our backpacks full of shit, like Uh from cleaning out our lockers. And we're walking home and Shane was going to this girl's house across the street from where we were going. And he was on his, his mongoose bike. Ooh, mongoose bike. That is a callback. I had a huffy. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was lower than mongoose on the bike hierarchy. Like, yeah, a mongoose was, yeah. was. Mongoose was like the serious. Did one. he and have it, pegs? Oh, you better believe he. Do had you remember pegs. when pegs were like a social status? It's yes. Like, can you stand on the back of his bike? Do then I don't the want to fucking talk to you. Do you remember the people in the neighborhood who had pegs on the front and the back? And yeah, were that was their that was some next level shit. That was some. That was some rocket power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a rocket power move. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if you had two sets of pegs, you were the king of the castle in East Point. So, yeah. So, anyway, Shane probably had two sets of pegs, just so we're clear. He was that kind of guy. Was his bike yellow? No, I think it was silver. My best friend Jordan had a yellow mongoose, and I was so envious of it. Yeah. No, Shane was very, like, uh, straight. I just want whatever the most popular brand is at that point. So, Shane had his silver mongoose with his pegs in the back, like a normal person. And uh, so, Shane came riding up to us on his mongoose, like you would, and was like, hey, ladies, as we're walking home. And so, we have our heavy-ass backpacks on, and Shane listen to this shane offered to ride our heavy ass backpacks home on his mongoose so we didn't have to walk with them well that's just lovely isn't that the cutest i would want to be friends with that person for the rest of my life and i have been that's so nice (laughs) i was just like that's a guy i'm gonna be friends with in eighth grade and then when we started eighth grade back up a couple months later shane had the locker next to me and pam destiny and we all became like the best of friends oh that's nice the best of friends then eventually fast forward a couple years i did move in with my cousin Teresa, and me and shane became my neighbors so we were like best friends neighbors like it was just like awesome and um well as you do in eighth grade you fall for any boy who looks at you and i was in love with shane and like I thought he was the funnest, coolest guy in the world and completely ignored all of the warning signs of Shane being a gay man. <laughs> and well, we were in eighth grade. I don't even think I really understood what a gay person was in eighth grade. Sure. You know? And so we were in eighth grade and the first time Shane met my family, we were all in our kitchen and all my aunts were over and we had all the windows open. It was like springtime and they were all like drinking i don't remember what it was for but there was like a party going on and all the windows were open and shane came walking up my driveway and literally performed show tunes out the window to all my aunts wow and like that like went right over my head (laughs) that shane might not i'm gonna marry that man (laughs) i literally was just like he's mine ladies can you believe how lucky i am no joke for two years all of my cousins were like maggie you cannot be in love with shane he's gay and i was just like no he's not and like every 
everything was there and i just like completely was just like no. and we're talking like we're in high school at this stage middle school oh, okay. i think in like ninth 10th grade i no longer was in love with shane i think i was only in love with shane for eighth grade yeah. but i feel like after that when your friend is not out and you guys don't even talk about it as like the best friend of the girl like you would do anything in your power to protect that person and to i'm very deny- familiar with yeah. that yeah and so i was like no he's not don't talk about him like that like yeah. very defensive and they're like we're not saying anything like offensive calm down and i'd be like no you know so i was like, like he's actually like legitimately gay though but was he out of the closet no oh, that's no. such a rough yeah stage. and so because this was 2000 when we were in like eighth grade yeah. area and so 2001 and also he's like a kid so yeah we were children <laughs> you don't need to be yeah yeah making yeah. all these announcements <laughs> yeah so we were like it you just didn't announce back then and so yeah shane didn't tell anyone he didn't tell me until college really yeah wow interesting yeah because i remember he went to leadership camp the same leadership camp that i went to i knew but we did not right, talk of about course it. Yeah. and i uh Remember, he roomed with our classmate, my classmate from high school, because there was like an odd number of boys. And then he yeah. was with that other guy. Yeah. And I even knew because I have I just yeah. have that intuition as a fellow gay man. It's like <laughs> I can just I, we, we're brothers. We see. Each yeah. Other. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of my sprout, uh, because I actually remember having a lot of friends do that, too. So like I came out of the closet right before my 17th birthday, like a few weeks before. And I so like I was like slowly doing the rounds. But I remember like some people like talking about it because I had come out and then like other friends who didn't know yet were like, he's not gay. And then I had to be like, yeah, I am. I'm so, thank you for being like trying to protect or whatever. But uh, yeah, cats out of the bag now. But so I came out. It was February 2nd. 2007 i remember uh-huh. the exact day um i was going to a battle of the bands thing with my friend and i also just found out my brother who was in the army was going to be going to iraq and it was like his first wow. tour and so like i was in a weird a mood state. that day and yeah. it was like very surreal and so i was just like kind of out of it and not really in the mood to go to this like other high school that was having this thing with like a bunch of my friends other friends who i really didn't know too much so i was like very disengaged that night i remember and uh, not having a great time, but it was because my mind was somewhere else. And then we left and um, we're like driving home and uh, <laughs> and I'm just like feeling all of these feelings and I just feel like a crazy person. And I'm like, I just need to like let something out. And so Allison, my best friend in high school, is talking about one of the guys that we saw at the Battle of the Bands thing, and he had, like, just run away, and then he just, like, came back home, he's going through all these issues, and he thinks he might be gay. And I'm driving, and it's completely silent in the car, and I go, oh, really? Uh, Guess what? And she's like, what? And then I just, like, look at her and smile, and then we both just started laughing super-duper hard, and we I literally didn't even have to say it. Like, we said it with just those words. Yeah. And she's like, is this why you're in such a bad mood tonight? And I was like, no, it's actually because my brother's going to Iraq, and I'm just feeling all these horrible feelings. She's like, okay, because everyone was like, what is going on with Brendan? And I was like, I, I don't know. I think he's going to come out to me tonight. Isn't that fucking crazy? Oh, my God, she knew? She just knew. Oh, she's, my God. Yeah, no, I mean, like, she knew that was the night you were going to come out to her. But she yeah, knew, apparently. So 
like before me because I, for me personally, it was like a split decision. It's like, you know what? I think I might feel a little bit better if I like yeah. tell one person in this universe that I'm yeah. gay. And so, yeah. And then we like went and got Starbucks and we just like made a whole fun night of it. It was such a lovely experience. And then I just like had to come out to a bunch of other people. I was going through a rough time that time as well because uh, so I graduated 08. I had a whole best friend group that all graduated in 2006. That so was like my this year. was like yeah, hey. so like these these were your cl- uh, fellow classmates, but they graduated. So then my junior year, like I had to start from scratch again. And I was oh, like, ooh, no. I really kind of messed up, like hitching my wagon to this horse that graduated Two way before, before I me, did. Yeah. So I had to like reestablish all that, and I was like going through a thing. So I went and saw a therapist for the first time because I was like really depressed. Oh my depressed. god, that's so great. But I and I thought it was just because I was like depressed, but then I like slowly figured I'm like, oh no, like I've got this giant burden on my shoulders. I think if I just come out of the closet, I'm gonna feel a lot better, and that is exactly what happened. Really? So it was like, oh yeah, of Did course. Did you stop feeling as much depression and stuff? One hundred percent, because just like a whole like world open. It's like I don't have to pretend anymore. Like I yeah. can just be embraceive of myself. It made me so much more confident and happy. Yeah. And it was also just like we all knew before. I never, yeah, nothing against anybody who does, but like I never. Pre- pretended that like I, I never yeah. like was like I'm straight or I was never like oh my girlfriend and like all these things I've done with girls I just like was very to myself about it yeah it's like you almost <clears throat> enter this language with your gay best friend who like it, it's never described what the language is or what the words are but yeah. you just never speak just about it. it and you like, both know I could see in my friend's eyes they knew but yep. it's like we're just not talking about the thing I respected that from them but then I also just like and I'm not gonna feed you any bullshit like, and I never expected any more de- like I never pushed Shane for details like I would Pam yeah and it just like naturally gravitated into that relationship you yeah know? and yeah it's well, very like, protective it's really hard to be gay when you're little and you're like confused especially like back then uh for me personally, like, I, like there were, like, influences in politics and pop culture and stuff that were, like, it's not good to be gay. And it's a bad thing. And so, like, you, like, internalize that and you feel shitty about yourself. Yeah. And so it's, like, a... When, when did Ellen come out on her show? What She year came out in that? the late 90s. Was it? And then there was, like, the Will 90s? and Grace and stuff. So that was all cool. But, like, I remember, like, Eminem, like, being really popular when I was in middle school. And he had, like, explicitly well, homophobic lyrics yeah, in it. And, and everyone Eminem was, was like, really into him. Yep. So that was, like, one of the most alienating experiences for me as a kid. Yeah. Just being, well, like, also... So you're all, like into this and this is totally like anti me like yeah. this is crazy and even if you watch I fucking like hate will and Eminem, grace by the way <laughs> how could you not yeah ugh, if what a piece you of shit. thank god we don't have to deal with that bullshit anymore i know because sometimes boys kiss and hey, that's okay i heard it happens a lot but wait a minute <laughs> you guys are both boys <laughs> you can't be kissing uh <laughs> yeah so yeah so that was like a huge yeah. thing i'm so ha- I feel very lucky and blessed that I grew up in the family that I did. And the uh, city, like Livonia, was a pretty nice place to so be able to do that. So after you told felt, your friend, did you just like straight up just start telling everybody? Yeah, like so that was the beginning. Like I didn't tell my family until the end of 2007. Like I told so I told my friends like throughout like February and March, I believe. And then like November, I got the confidence to like start telling people in my family. Okay, cool. So you just had to have that like support system and just because I couldn't also remember like Googling 
how to come out to your family and like there were like really? things in there yeah the, the, but there was like unfortunately like segments about like if you think your family is not going to be like receptive to this and you're financially dependent on them like you might want to wait until you're at a stage and so like that's just oh like it God. just sucks I never so bad thought of that. yeah and I even have an older gay brother who was out of the closet at the time but like in my mind it was just so convoluted yeah. and fucked up and you're just like thinking of like all the different scenarios can go through like I even remember like think of a scenario where they're like you know what? We can handle like one gay brother, but we <laughs> but can't do two. Much. Like, ho- yeah. yeah. So like, but oh like, of course, God. that's not what happened. My mom yeah. and dad said that they knew since I was three years old. Like, if you really? watch, yeah, if you watch our home videos, it's just like so crystal clear. Like, <laughs> I'm very like, hey, like uh, if a camera was on me, I was just like on, you know. Yeah. And so it's like, mm, hmm, I wonder what's going on with this guy. <laughs> and they also had my older brother, so like they knew what the deal was. They saw that they knew the signs, so they knew at a very young age. Yeah. Well, that's so it was great obviously that never, was a, yeah, it was never a yeah. problem. Yeah. But I think it's nice that we're like living in a world now where I hope children can feel more comfortable because that's literally all I care about. Yeah. Like, I just think about the child who is young and not super mature and confident enough to like understand like there's nothing wrong with you. And right. I want them to not go through the same things that I the right. went through. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's great that you feel that way. Yeah, that's awesome. Um and I'm glad that your family was all receptive yeah, to you being the family. second gay in your family. I'm the second gay. And they and still they accept still you. Good. Embrace. All right. So that was the end of our very first episode of Vulnerability. Yeah. What do you say we give them a little niche quiche? What's a niche quiche, Maggie? Well, a niche quiche is, you know, just something you're vibing right now that maybe uh, no one knows about or something that's not really mainstream. Just a little niche. In something that random and weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it. Okay. You want to go first? You want me to go sure, first? Sure. I got some good niche quiches. Okay. So uh, my Facebook likes to give me a bunch of like suggested videos and some of them I just like get so obsessed with and one of yeah. them is this television show I don't know the title but it was like it looks like it's from like the early 2000s it's British and it takes place in an airport where people are getting so upset that they're about to miss their flight but it's their own fault like they're late or they like forgot a passport or something but then they try and turn it on to the workers at the like terminal and they're having none of it they're so <laughs> polite and so like stern with their words where they're like nope I'm sorry like we can put you on a different flight and they're like but I gotta get to this place and then they start crying because they think that that's gonna work and it doesn't work and it is just like oh it warms my soul it's like adults so just adults who didn't yeah just okay. like random little clips and i i'm here for every last one i of love them. that that's hilarious people who are not responsible for their actions and they're just trying to like get away with something and try to manipulate someone into giving them their way but not getting their way yeah and also it helps that they're british it's just fucking hilarious oh my god i would love to watch a british person, person i'll, have I'll save i'll save it ne- next time it pops up on my facebook and show it to you please do do you have a good niche quiche? Um, right now, I actually am niche quiche with my family's weight loss competition. Ooh. Yeah. So um, to start the year, I suggested on my family has like we have our own like uh, private family Facebook page okay. where like we just post like family stuff. And in there, I posted that we should do like a weight loss competition because like a couple of us have talked about how we want to do stuff like that. So it's up to 22 people. Dang. Everyone paid 20 bucks to get in. Okay. And then every week, and we're doing it by 
body or uh, weight loss percentage opposed to like how so many like pounds your, you lost. What's that BMI? Body mass index? So what I do is I put in your initial start weight and then every week we divide uh, your initial start weight. Got it. Or your current weight by your initial start weight. That sounds fair. And it gives fair. you a percentage. So then it's like anyone from any size can do it and it's more fair. Right. And so, uh, yeah, there's like 22 of us. So the pot's up to like $440 just So does one person get that money or? In the end. So it's going to end in April. Okay. And every week if you are like if you're up in weight, you owe a dollar. If you're down in weight, you don't owe anything. Wow! So the pot will only grow in size throughout the. Did you come up with this by yourself? Yeah, it was like me and a couple of my cousins. These came are up interesting rules. And I feel I made like, like it's a gonna really keep you held accountable. Yeah, and so like everyone like gives fun. me their weight, and then like every week we weigh in, and I I have like this whole bracket in Excel like spreadsheet of like everyone's percentage and like all the formulas and everything. So every week I'm gonna tell everyone like what their percentage is and all that stuff. It's fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. My work was going to do that and I signed up to do it. And then it was like the morning that I came in, we were supposed to weigh ourselves and I was having like a horrible day and I like emailed my boss. I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> love. <laughs> love, love, love. That sounds great. Um, Okay. And then I have one more niche quiche. That's kind of bothering me. All right. So remember like in the 2000s when like, like, you know, like, so let's say it was like the year 2000 and it's New Year's Eve and they made those glasses and the two middle zeros were the eye holes and it made sense for a whole decade until 2009 and then it became 2010 and then they're like, all right, this first zero is an eye hole and then we're going to just put another one inside that one, even though that's not how numbers look or work. And now it was 2020. So then they had it be like two and then like a zero with your eye hole and then like a two up on top. And then like the second zero was the other. I fucking hate it. It's like, it made sense for a little bit and now you guys are going crazy like stop it and this is your niche <laughs> I literally wrote it down in my notebook <laughs> <laughs> I'm so interested in taking this down that it's my niche quiche. That's every time someone posts a picture of it I'm like those are dumb those made sense years ago and you will never get my money like yeah. I'm not buying those Let's let this fad go it's been 10 years That's it's been hilarious. over 10 years it's 2020 dude I know. I'm with you. Let it be. Let it be. As the Beatles once said, let it be. Um, I have a second niche quiche. Okay. And on Instagram, you know how there's like all these travel pages and everything, like yeah. whatever. Well, I follow a lot of those. Like I follow one for Ireland and it's stuff very like aspirational. That. Yeah, because I like to travel yeah. now. And so um, I also follow this one called Cabin Diaries. Okay. Have you ever seen that? No, I feel like I've follow similar sounding okay accounts. well there's this one called cabin diaries and it's like just pictures of like cool cabins oh. and so they're just <laughs> no. like just like <laughs> perfect because like i just love going to cabins cottages like traveling all that stuff and so this is like this cool like all glass cabin in the woods and it's like someone's got like a cup of coffee on the like so you look like you're walking into the cabin okay and it's just like the most glorious pictures of this stupid little cabin somewhere that you just wish you could be at and every time yeah and every time i see one on my like you know timeline i have to like it because it's always like the most perfect inviting picture 
I like those kinds of accounts. I want to. Go I to thought you were talking cabin. about a cab, like a taxi cab, and then like oh, funny diaries. things that people yeah. were hearing, like from like their people that were riding their taxi. I was like, mm, I follow like Overheard in L.A. or whatever. And that's usually taxi really funny. Cab confessions. <gasps> yeah. Uh, that was some late night TV. That was stuff. scandalous. Well, I feel like those were some pretty good niche quiches. And uh, yeah. if we, if Maggie and I are good enough to remember, we're going to have our guests do them every yeah. episode as well. So you know what, everyone? Keep nichein. <laughs> Keep nichein. Keep quiching. <laughs> Bye. Bye.